Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hit it! Systemic racism? Hell no! There's systemic voter fraud! Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in. So sit back and relax as we unfold today's edition of the Ledger Report. San Diego, one acre man was more land than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Breaking news from Pfizer. Meg Terrell joins us right now. Meg, good morning. Good morning, Becky. This is the news that we've been waiting to hear. Pfizer and BioNTech reporting the first results from their phase three vaccine trial, saying that in this interim look, the vaccine showed to be more than 90% effective. Stop and- the tape. Here we are. This is the COVID election. Now we're, we're, we're minus or plus. Six days from the COVID election, post-election, and we're still counting, by the way, and I'll get into that in a moment. And it's not over, and I'll get into that in a moment. But here we are now, plus six, post-election 2020, the biggest election of our lifetimes, the COVID-19 election. And all of a sudden, Pfizer comes out and makes this announcement. It's a big announcement. That it's 90% effective in their trials. They've got uh, some 43,000. I don't know how they came up with 43,000, but there's another trial being done by another pharmaceutical, another 43,000. How they've come up with this number, I don't know. They're giving a lot of people placebo, um, apparently. But the ones they're not giving placebo to, and they are exposing to the Wuhan coronavirus, apparently this vaccine in, in its trial phase, I think phase two now, or maybe it's phase three, I don't know. Um, is 90% effective. And so now Pfizer is going to go to the FDA and they're going to ask for emergency approval to get it on the market next week. Next week. Think about this, ladies and gentlemen. Think about it in perspective of the 45th president of the United States and Operation Warp Speed. How ironic would it be that during the presidency of Donald Trump, as the Democrats work actively to steal this election because they have no positive pro-America, pro-Constitution, pro-free market message. They're trying to steal the election based on the excuse of the Wuhan coronavirus after a lockdown, a massive national, what effectively was a national lockdown led by the blue states in California and in Illinois and in New York and other blue states. The irony here, the irony of the fact that apparently during Donald Trump's watch, 
in his first term, and apparently because of Operation Warp Speed and what this administration has done, is going to come up with a solution to this, quote, devastating problem of the Wuhan coronavirus on Donald Trump's watch in his first term. And I'm being very careful here, and I need to be careful here, because we are talking about a Donald Trump first term, because if the election, and we're unfortunately still in the election, and we shouldn't be, but we are, it's the election month, or actually election two months, of 2020. You have October and you have all of November because, as we all know now, it's been bandied about out there that the electors don't need to be certified until December 14th. So there's going to be a full month and, and probably after Thanksgiving before this thing is, is officially decided. And we could be looking at a Donald Trump second term. And you should be looking at a Donald Trump second term based on what he did in the first term. And based on the legal election results, which now are pending, pending in Arizona. They're going to be pending in Pennsylvania. I don't care what the mainstream media says. The mainstream media is committing a journalistic catastrophe. It is journalistic malpractice what they're doing, coming out and saying that Joe Biden is the president-elect. While we have these active counts and recounts going on in these states that could turn the results on a dime. We don't have the results yet. There, there, there are no official results. I don't care if the media on Saturday said, oh, Pennsylvania went to Biden, boom, it's over. Uh-uh. That's not the way it works, especially in these states that have laws and laws that should be followed. Are you listening, Pennsylvania? Are you listening, the legislature of Pennsylvania? Are you listening, the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania? And are you listening, the United States Supreme Court? Because that's probably where this thing, especially in Pennsylvania, is ultimately headed. And again, I will point out this crazy thing called Article 2, Section 1 of the United States Constitution that says it's not up to the Supreme Court It's not up to the state Supreme Court. It's not up to Governor Wolf. It's not up to the Secretary of State or that that maniac Attorney General in Pennsylvania. It is up to the legislature of Pennsylvania and what laws, election laws, the legislature has passed. And if Pennsylvania follows the law, all of these votes post-election, from what I know, will not matter will not count. And so these initial results that we were looking at on election night and Donald Trump doing very well, we could return to those. And also, of course, all the uh, election fraud that the mainstream media says doesn't exist. Uh, more on that in a moment. But what, what about the, the irony here of, of Donald Trump presiding over what appears to be not the cure, but a remedy for this phony calamity that has been imposed upon the American people. And if this had this result had come, the stock market's going crazy, right? And it should, because the stock market went crazy when the Wuhan coronavirus hit. And I told everybody you should buy. 
as it was going down and, and tanked. You know, I dropped what uh, four thousand points, uh, and now it's back up into record territory. So you should listen to yours truly here. I know it's counterintuitive; people are panicking, but um, I, I subscribe to what Warren Buffett says and be fearful when when people are greedy, and be greedy when people are fearful. But the president, from a political perspective, here he he embarks upon Operation Warp Speed to do exactly what Pfizer is doing. And imagine, again, the irony, if this thing hits the market sometime around maybe December, right around December 14th, say, (laughs) when the electors are being certified, and if they're going to be certified a, a majority in favor of Joe Biden, while Donald Trump has presided over the the solution here, it is mind-boggling. But this is why I identified this election months and months ago as the coronavirus election, because that's what this damn thing is turning on and shutting down the economy. And, And Joe Biden being able to go out there and say, hey, look, the economy's horrible. Well, of course it's horrible, because the blue states in particular which is one-third of our gross domestic product, shut down the economy. When the hell do you think's going to happen? Of course it's going to be in tatters. But look at the numbers now. And look at the gross domestic product in the third quarter. It's through the roof, 33%. That means we're mending. That means that the president's policies are working. Why in the world would you want to abandon those? This is a testament. These last eight months, nine months, are a true testament to the policies of the 45th president of the United States. This was not iterated enough. The president attempted to relay this on the campaign trail, but of course the media ignored it. And that is, his point is very simple. We would have been in a worse situation during this government response to the Wuhan coronavirus were it not for the fabulous foundation that was laid by the 45th president, the economic foundation that was laid, and and other elements of our society that was laid by the 45th president of the United States. And that is a fact. But of course, it's completely ignored by the mainstream media who simply wanted to focus on the deaths. Now, all of a sudden, by the way, we're not here. This is just exactly what we predicted. Exactly what we predicted. You know, you can't go to church you need to be holed up in your house, and you can't go to vote yet. A couple days after the election, they're celebrating down there in Black Lives Matter Plaza, shoulder to shoulder, running around. They can't wait in line. To, they can't vote in person. No, no. Got to have the ballots mailed to them. But they can go down to Black Lives Matter Plaza. Can you explain that one to me? This is the farce. This is the farce of the mail-in ballot. 100 million votes before Election Day even hits out of a universe of, what, 145 million, 150 million? You know, it's two-thirds of the vote before Election Day even hits. And then we've got these stories that I'll, I'll, uh, I'll talk about of, of all the voter fraud. Yet the mainstream media of course, is saying, well, there's no evidence of uh, voter fraud. You keep saying there's evidence. Show me evidence. Okay, so Corey Lewandowski comes out there and says, let me give you just one example of voter fraud, a person who died. 
suddenly is voting again in Pennsylvania, I believe it is. Yet the mainstream media is beating the drum. Again, it's right out of Goebbels and, and Hitler's Germany. If you repeat a lie long enough, it becomes the truth. Roll tape. They have come up with zero evidence of widespread fraud. And that is not true. That is absolutely not true. People have signed legal documents, affidavits, stating that they saw illegal activities. And that is why we need to have this conversation in in court. The New York Times itself... That's the governor of uh, South Dakota speaking there and uh, correcting George uh, Stephanopoulos, as she should. And anybody with a brain, anybody who's been paying attention, not just in this election cycle, but in previous election cycles, anybody who's been watching my program and listening to me and paying attention to little snippets in the mainstream media, every once in a while kind of swerving into the truth. Washington Examiner, just this election, Lindsey Graham is calling for a DOJ investigation after the postal worker whistleblower, um, this is the guy in Philadelphia, signed an affidavit alleging ballot fraud. And he witnessed it over and over and over again. And there's a series of lawsuits over this in Pennsylvania and in Michigan and Nevada and in Georgia. Now, you know, it's so easy for the mainstream media to come out, oh, this is sour grapes and the president is doing what Al Gore did. And look what the Republicans were so mad at Al Gore. By the way, you speak of irony. I just saw George W. Bush congratulating Joe Biden as the president-elect. It's un. The hatred of Donald Trump is unbelievable, especially coming from the Bush family, which we don't really care about, but it just disgusts me. Does he not have a memory, George W. Bush? Does he not have a memory of how we stood by him? We stood by him as they were counting the dangling Chad in Florida. And now he's abandoning the president of the United States in his time of need? We also stood by George W. Bush after 9-11. You know, George W. Bush got a lot of... And then, of course, the John Kerry election in 2004 when all this garbage came out. We stood by George W. Bush repeatedly. We even stood by him when he nominated and and succeeded in putting on the Supreme Court this guy named John Roberts. Oh... The humanity here. Oh, the legacy of the Bushes is disgusting. They're never Trumpers. And so George W. Bush congratulates Joe Biden when we are in the midst of a massive scheme to steal this election. The Democrat Party, through the massive mail-in ballot excuse using COVID-19, and then attacking laws in these swing states like Pennsylvania and in North Carolina are perpetrating the greatest steal in the history of this country. Yeah, this country has seen some elections stolen before and some backroom deals. And it's been messy from time to time, but nothing like this. This is the greatest conspiracy in the history of this political conspiracy in the history of this country. Texas, this out of... Uh, Dallas Fort Worth, the CBS uh, network 
affiliate down there. Texas social worker charged with 134 counts involving election fraud. This from the populist press. Just under 10,000 confirmed dead and still counting voted in Michigan. In other words, it's an awkwardly written uh, headline there. But dead people are voting in Michigan. 10,000, at least in this single instant. Yet the mainstream media is out there saying, well, you, you don't have a single shred of evidence of voter fraud. I can go back to my archives when I have had election integrity on my program many, many times. And we're talking about the voter rolls in Los Angeles or the voter rolls in North Carolina. Uh, where in North Carolina, I remember there were thousands of cases of people being registered to vote in North Carolina while simultaneously being registered to vote in other states, meaning they can vote twice. And we know, not anecdotally, we know the voter rolls are a mess in probably every state especially the blue states, of course, and especially the swing states. The blue states and the swing states harvest and cultivate voter fraud because, and the chaos that comes with it because that's how they win elections. That's what they're doing right now as we speak. It is electoral chaos, and that's what they want. They want to throw it into court, and hopefully they'll get in front of a radical judge and get this election won for their guy, Joe Biden and the homewrecker, Kamala, Kamala, Kamala Harris. I just call her the homewrecker now. Some people use a two-letter word to describe her, and I've, I've used that on social media. It just doesn't feel right coming out. I, I think homewrecker... Um, is, is a better description of, not that Willie Brown probably had a very normal or stable home <laughs> or marriage, <laughs> far from it, from what I know about old man Willie. Uh, but the bottom line is it's effectively you know uh, what she did, and there's no doubt about it. It's been documented by Schweitzer, and um, anybody who has a brain can see exactly what transpired there. Whoop-de-doo. Okay, that's the case. The bottom line is... Kamala Kamala Homewrecker Harris is a radical, a real radical. And what they're doing right now uh, in California is, you know, not only perpetuating this fantasy that Joe Biden is the president-elect. I mean, this is all the media are saying right now, especially in states like California. You know, there there is a modicum of caution, I think, in some circles, mostly conservative circles, saying, hey, listen, you know, we're, there is no president-elect right now. There is no president-elect because they're still counting ballots and there's, they're recounting ballots. And because there's recounts and there's automatic recounts, they're going to be triggered in Pennsylvania uh, and in Georgia. Automatic recounts. And it was Pennsylvania... Over the weekend, that, of course, swung in the minds of the media the election to Joe Biden. Joe Biden is not the president-elect. Joe Biden right now is leading in the electoral cap tally, which is not finished yet. It's nowhere near finished. 
And we probably won't be finished with it. You know, as uncomfortable as this is, we're going to have to face facts. And the facts are that we're probably not going to see the end of this thing until after Thanksgiving. You know, certainly sometime between Thanksgiving and December 14, obviously, we're going to have to have some sort of resolution to this because the electors by December 14th need to be certified and then sent on uh, to the Congress. Now, there's a there's a chance that the certification process may not hit that deadline. And if there is a Republican governor involved, which in, say, for example, Georgia, there is, he can potentially, and I'm not suggesting this is going to happen, but we saw it in Florida in 2000, where we had Jeb Bush as governor certifying the damn thing and saying, the hell with you, I'm certifying, I'm sending it to Washington, D.C., despite the machinations in court. Now, constitutionally speaking, Jeb Bush did the right thing there, and constitutionally speaking, that is the result. And Florida went to his brother. That was it. The election was over at that point, yet the case ground on in court. And so potentially, potentially, what you can, and there is a path to victory here, by the way. There is a clear path for the President of the United States. If Pennsylvania, the, the votes are then put back to where they should be, to what the legislature wanted and not what the Supreme Court wanted, Pennsylvania then flips back to Trump. North Carolina goes Trump. Alaska goes Trump. Wisconsin is going to have a recount, and we've heard of massive malfeasance in Wisconsin and and Michigan. And and I don't know exactly the status of what's going on in Michigan, but they're recounting certain counties. I know there's been some computer glitches that they fixed, and then all of a sudden it swung to, to the Republicans and President Trump. It's amazing to me. I mean, this is crazy. But if, as this path to victory goes, and for some reason Governor Kemp holds back his certification from his state, then potentially on January 6th with the new Congress, which is swinging in in favor of the Republicans slightly better than the previous Congress um, in the House of Representatives, that does not matter. What matters is who, which party is controlling each state house. And I'm seeing a lot of mis- and disinformation out there. And I want to get the information right. And I, I believe it's 26 to 22. Let me check my notes here. They're not in my notes. Um, 26 to 22 is the, the numbers that's sticking in my head in terms of who controls what. 26 state houses Republican, 22 state houses Democrat. And if it's thrown into the House... There is one vote, one state. One vote, one state. And so if if it went down party line, for example, then the Republican, Donald Trump, would win. Now, it's not quite that easy. There's a lot that can happen uh, uh, in between there. But what they're doing in California and they're doing all over the country, unfortunately, right now, is running around saying that Joe Biden is the president-elect. And so if that were to be true, which it's not, but if it, so they, this is how, it's like a game of telephone, right? This is how rumors start. So this is a giant political rumor. 
that Joe Biden is the president-elect. He's not. But that would make Kamala, Kamala, Homewrecker Harris the vice president-elect. And so what is the media in California doing? Well, they're doing this. Roll tape. Senate seat for Vice President-elect Kamala Harris will soon be up for grabs. That decision may soon lie in the hands of Governor Newsom. He could put it to a special election, but it's likely he'll make the choice himself. Stop and- tape. I know I know Governor Newsom, uh, the, uh, the guy who can't read, who has his state in lockdown who has his people heading into Thanksgiving dictating to them no more than three families, no more than three families at your Thanksgiving. And oh, by the way, you have to have it outside. Rain, snow. Sorry about that. You know, it snowed in California this weekend, certain areas of it. Yeah, there's snow. There's weather in California. And this Marxist wants to force Everybody outside. It's not all beaches in California, okay? There are mountains. There are 5,000 foot, 4,000 foot mountains in California. There's Tahoe. There's skiing. All the resorts are... Squaw Valley changed the name, by the way. Can't have Squaw. I don't know why. How is Squaw harmful? It's just a word. Describes uh, a female Indian... But apparently now it's uh, it's evil. Uh, but anyway, Tahoe gets snow. Sorry, you got to be a Donner Party uh, Thanksgiving. That's what he's imposing on his people. I'm gonna have to write that down. Donner Party Thanksgiving. I'm gonna use that line um, when I give a speech soon here. Okay, so they're they're suggesting that uh, that. Um, by the way, Newsom would never put this to a vote. That's not what Marxists do. Remember what good Marxists say, and we're witnessing it right now. It's not who votes, it's who counts the votes. We're seeing that right now. We're seeing it in these swing states. It's not who votes, is it? It's who counts the votes. Unfortunately, we're living that, folks. There is a remedy out there. I've talked about it before. I'll talk about it again in the future, but I'm not going to talk about it right now. Who would replace Kamala, Kamala, Homewrecker, Harris? Well, there's a real young radical by the name of London Breed. London Breed, B-R-E-E-D. And this person is the latest nutcase to lord over the biggest little city on the planet, San Francisco. The most radical biggest little city on the planet, no doubt about it. So she's the mayor, London Breed is the mayor of San Francisco, a woman and a woman of color. I hate that expression. I'm a dude of color, right? I'm a man of color. What color? I don't know. What color do I look like? Who the hell cares what color I am? And who the hell cares what color London Breed is? Who the hell cares what color Homewrecker Harris is? How about just doing this crazy thing we call the best for the job? Hmm? How about the best and the brightest? How about not judging me by the color of my skin? How about judging me by the content of my character and the content of my podcast? Judge me by that. Don't judge me by the color of my skin. Don't pick me because my heritage is Italian. Yeah, 
Heck, Italians are minorities in this country now. Italian people of Italian descent, Americans who have Italian blood in them, we're, we're definite minorities now. We're way minorities now. Spat upon, discarded, a, a so-called white. I don't consider myself white. My skin look white to you, but I'm categorized as a white male. I'm marginalized. And I, I, I was born and raised in that cauldron, San Francisco, and I was marginalized back then. So it's been a slow role. And in the 80s, uh, late 80s, you know, mid 80s, late 80s, when I was looking for a job, in my next job in broadcasting, in broadcast magazine, that, you know, that was before computers, you'd have to read the want ads. And at the end of these, almost every ad said minorities and women encouraged to apply. You know what that said to me? Minorities and women encouraged to apply. That said, white boy, forget it. You're not being hired. They're going to hire a black woman or whatever. That is utter discrimination. Imagine, reverse the bet, like we say on the golf course. Imagine if they said white men needed in those. (laughs) White male needed. Or minorities and women discouraged (laughs) for applying. Unbelievable. And And it's only snowballed from there. We gotta have this this new balance of power where there are more women than men in the Congress, and they're on that way. You know why? Why do we need more women than men in the Congress? I don't know because that's what the radicals want. And then we gotta have uh, every variety under the sun represented. It's like you know a woman can't represent me. I have to have my identical twin in Congress. How is that possible? How is that? Po- it's, it's impossible. But again, where the radicals want to take us is impossible to reconcile with our Constitution. And I want to remind you where they want to take us and where they believe we are right now. A rally in Sacramento, California, the head of the snake, of where these radicals, they're not satisfied with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and them running around saying they're the president and vice president-elect. They're not satisfied with that, no. This is just the beginning. This is only the tip of the iceberg. And they're laying down the gauntlet right now for Biden and Harris to understand that that guy, Joe Biden, is the Manchurian candidate, is the empty suit, an empty suit that they are going to fill with this. Roll tape. The fight that we are having is not against capitalism anymore. Capitalism is, in fact, ending. We see it crumbling around us. The world that we should be fighting for is a cooperative society instead of a fascist one. Stop tape. So in their mind, capitalism is already dead. Imagine that. The free market is already dead. And they just want to push and push further for this economic equilibrium that can never exist. It exists in some kind of weird form in Venezuela and in North Korea and in Cuba. But in reality, it's never worked. It's been tried many, many times. You can ask the, f- the folks who lived through the Soviet Union and now in, are in Russia. It's been tried many, many times with these people, these Marxists, this new rendition of Marxism through Black Lives Matter and Antifa. That's who these thugs are. And they love wearing a mask because it conceals their identity when they attack 
Um, innocent people in our society go up to you while you're eating dinner at a restaurant. You're forced outside in a, in a state like California. You're forced to eat outside in these various blue states. You're forced to be out there. They know it in Washington, D.C. They know it. And then they come up to you with their bullhorns and they scream at you and try and make you capitulate to them. That's not America. That's not the America we want. That's not the America the so-called silent majority wants. So as this process unfolds and we continue counting votes and we get the vaccine for the Wuhan uh, coronavirus, we have to keep in mind the big picture here. And the big picture is what you just heard from that masked hoodlum there in, in Sacramento. And that is they want total, utter destruction of this constitutional republic. Total and utter destruction. And remember, the radical left only answers and only capitulates to one thing. And think back to some of these uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa attacks on these cities. As soon as anybody, any any law enforcement showed up with force and used a little bit of force, they crumbled. They went down. And that's who they are. The only thing the radical left will capitulate to is force. One kind of force or another. My hope is that they will capitulate and we crush them constitutionally with constitutional force. But it's going to take a majority of the, of the silent majority to stand up and speak up now and get involved in the process of putting this country back on the constitutional rails because we're off the rails now, ladies and gentlemen. We're clearly off the rails. The only thing the radical left answers to is force. And so we have a choice. We're at the proverbial fork in the road right now. And so we can apply constitutional force, full throttle constitutional force, and hope that works. Or there's the, the raw pitchfork force that they also would capitulate to. My hope, of course, is for the constitutional method to work. But I fear... More and more, if these radicals start spreading, you know, like ISIS spread in the Middle East, in Iraq and into Syria, it can happen. You know, it's easy to poo-poo a radical like that who declares capitalism dead, the free market's dead. That's the very foundation of this republic, is the free market capitalist society. And enshrined right there in the Declaration of Independence, that all men are created equal and that we have a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That is the pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of happiness is being declared dead by the radical left. And it can weave its way into our government. It already has to a certain degree, but it could take over. And then we're done. So as Kamala, Kamala... Homeworker Harris has said before, we're at an inflection point in this country. We are at an inflection point. Yes, we are at the fork of the road. So we have to hit them. We have to hit them hard constitutionally, as hard as we can. 
right now. Now is the time. Do that or it's pitchforks. And I prefer the constitutional method. But I do have a question for you on the website at GrahamLedger.com. Is the United States beyond the point of no return? In other words, can we fix this? Can we put the genie back in the bottle? I don't, I don't believe we can put all the genie back in the bottle, but I think we can put most of it back in the bottle. I think we can put this country back on the constitutional rails, but I want to hear your opinion when you're there. Please sign up for the uh, podcast. Uh, you can subscribe for free. And you can also click on the Fix California button and you'll see my a part of my plan there's not a lot of detail on there because i need to come and speak to you about it. if you'd like me to speak to you about it let me know i'm going to be doing a lot of speaking on fixing the republic um, constitutionally hitting them hard and fixing them and fixing this situation that we're in and that would include the electoral solution but i also will be talking about fixing california because we've got to fix the head of the snake. It's either that or cut off the head of the snake. And the head of the snake is California. There's no doubt about it. There's an opportunity in California. If the Republican Party of California, which is in a state of shambles right now, can get its act together and replicate what happened in Miami area, among Hispanics, and what happened in certain areas of Texas among Hispanic voters, if they can replicate that in California, that could be a huge chunk of fixing the head of the proverbial snake. Because, ladies and gentlemen, we are at war with these people. We're at war. We didn't declare this war. They declared war on us. There is no systemic racism in this country. Right now, what we have is a state of systemic voter fraud. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening and watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right.